of where we see Mrs. Tadikim is Mechaper from the fact that the Torah compares Yom Kippur to the deaths of the sons of Aaron. So we're talking about, let's say, a tragic death. Aaron's sons were still young. They died as a punishment for whatever they did. The number of Perushim, exactly what it was that they did wrong. But whatever it was, it was a punishment not just for them, it was Mechaper. It was just like Yom Kippur is Mechaper, it was Mechaper. You need to understand. What's the comparison between Yom Kippur and the sons of Aaron? That's our first Makar, our first reference in the Torah to this idea that the miss of a Tariq is Mechaper. There's a second Makar also. And that's later on in the Torah, that's in Pasha's Chokas. And in Chokas it tells us the dinner of the Paradona. And after that, it brings the story of the miss of Miriam. Miriam died. And it says, Vatamus Sham Miriam. And on that Chazal say again, it's brought in Rashi, that we learn Sham Sham, either from the Paradom or the Eglarufa, and that just like these Karbanus are Mechaper, same thing, the Mishra of a Tadekis like Miriam is Mechaper. Now, the difference is that the Mishra of Miriam was sad, but it wasn't tragic. Miriam was 126 at the time. So people die of old age. We, it's also interesting the Anak, Moshe, and Aaron that are told that they're going to die because of the sin of Memoriva. The Torah and Chazal never tell us that Miriam did something wrong and because of that she died. The Mashmah says that Miriam didn't do anything wrong. She died because it's exactly that people die. So like I said, while it's, it's definitely sad, but it's not the same tragedy as when people die as a punishment when they die when they're young. But that's also Mechaper. There's an interesting difference. The Kapara of the, so to speak, the deaths of Nadav and Aviv is compared to Yom Kippur. And the Kapara of Mrs. Miriam is compared to a carbon. Maybe the Paradoma, Eglarufa. So let's learn the Sugya. Why does the death of a Tzadik cause Kapara? Number one. And number two, what's the difference between a Tzadik dying younger, a Tzadik dying older? What's the difference between the Kapara of Yom Kippur and the Kapara of Karbanas? In Yana de Yoma, when we see we lost a number of the Zikne Adar. Roshashivas were all over the age of 90, even over the age of 95. So it would seem to be more in the category of Vatamas Shamiria. Of a Tzadik dying of old age, we don't see it as a punishment, we don't see it as something which was a Oynish. We see it as that the Mahalach HaKadosh Baruch decides. People don't live forever. But nevertheless, Nevertheless, the message of a tzaddik is still mechaper. Obviously, if, if it wasn't enough to bring this message home that one tzaddik was nifter, we had to do the number all on the same day. Uh, it makes the, the message unmistakable, unmissable. Okay, so what do you mean to that? And how does Mr. Tzaddikim work? 
So we spoke before that Kaisral, besides being each individual, standing in din for his specific balance of mitzvahs and averis, Klai Yisrael collectively are emibedin as well. And we look at Klai Yisrael's collective mitzvahs and averis. And if Klai Yisrael's collective merit outweigh the averis, then Klai Yisrael's nizna is That doesn't absolve the Ershayim for the averis that they did. No, but at least Klai Yisrael collectively are considered tzadikim. But if Loyaleinu collectively Klai Yisrael has more averis than mitzvahs, like we spoke about, then Klai Yisrael collectively will be considered Rishayim. And that's something which Hashem doesn't want to happen. And therefore sometimes the idea is if Klai Yisrael aren't increasing Shusim, and if they don't have that that mahalach, that way, so to speak, to balance the burden of debt of our avarice, the other the other option open to Hashem is to punish, to bring Yisurim. Because since Yisurim is mechaper and avarice, so then the Yisurim which a person experiences take away from the balance, the surplus of avarice, and that, and that, so to speak, balances the scales. But like we said before, for the person who did the Avera, to suffer for the Avera is minimal. Because the only takes off the Avera he did. So in order to balance, so to speak, the excess of Avera's suffering, it means all the over Avera are going to have to suffer. All the over Avera are going to have to suffer. Masha'enkein. If somebody who didn't do an Avera suffers, and if that's the case, his suffering is only there in order in order to mechaper and Klai Yisrael. So then the suffering of one person can be used, so to speak, to mechaper on the averes of many. And Kavachem is the missile of one person. We find a number of times in Tanakh that it tells us about a certain amount of people who died. And Chazal Teres was one person. But he was shakul. So to speak, he was, uh, the, uh, had the same value as so many more. For example, it says in Sefer Shmuel that when the Plishtim sent the Aron HaKodesh back to Eretz Yisrael and they came to Beit Shemesh and the people of Beit Shemesh didn't treat it with the respect they were, should have done, it says 70 people and 50,000 people died. And the Gemara, the Chazal say on that, that it means 70 people died but it was compared to 50,000 people dying. Same thing. When the Jewish people tried to take the city of Ai in the time of Yeshua, and they lost, it says that the people of Ai killed something like something like 36 people. And again, Chazal said with one person, Yari ben Menashe, but he was shocked. He was the same as 36. 36 is half of the old majority of the Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin is 71 people, 36 is just over half. And therefore the loss of Yabi Menashe was similar to the loss of the majority of the Sanhedrin. Okay. So we see this idea. That the loss of a tzaddik or a number of tzaddikim balances out, so to speak, the ownership which should have been given to so many more people. 
there's a story about the Chafetz Chaim that during the First World War, the Chafetz Chaim's son-in-law was left suddenly, a young man, a big tzaddik, a promising future Godel, he suddenly died during the First World War. And the Chafetz Chaim's daughter was inconsolable. And the Chafetz Chaim was trying to find a way to menachem her, to comfort her. And then she told him, she said, how can it be? Someone who was such a tzaddik, somebody who was such a Talmud Chacham, how could Hashem take him away? So the Chavetz Chaim told her, what would you rather? His name was Rav Hirsch. What would you rather, that Rav Hirsch was Nifta, or that a third of Klai would be Nifta? In the First World War, we lost Rav Hirsch. In the Second World War, we lost a third of Klai but that's what the Chavetz Chaim was trying to say. That the Mr. of a tzaddik, who doesn't deserve the punishment, can balance, so to speak, a much bigger amount of people who would have to suffer otherwise who do deserve the punishment. And that's one level of Mr. Mr. Mechaperis. The Mr. of a tzaddik is Mechaper because his Oynish stands in place of a much bigger Oynish. Oynish, which everybody who, who generated, so to speak, that excess of Avera would have to suffer for, one Sadiq who's lucky from that, who doesn't deserve to suffer, has to suffer for instead. And why is it fair for the Sadiq? The Ramchal and Derech Hashem asked the question. It's very nice that Klai Yisrael, so to speak, uh, get off the hook. But why should the Sadiq lose that opportunity of life to stand in place of however many other people have to suffer instead of him. So the Ramchal says like this. The Ramchal says, Be'atim, it's worth it for the Tariq. It's worth it for the Tariq. Because by being chosen, so to speak, as the Kapara for Klai Yisrael, it means all those many other thousands of people are only alive because he lost his life in place of them. And therefore, any future schusim they do is all to his merit. Because he was most nefesh, so to speak, they stayed alive. And therefore, all the future schusim they accrue, that is because of him. So he might have lost the Kriyashma, as he would have said, for the next morning and night, for however long he would have still been allowed to live. But Bim Koim that, you get the schar of those Kriyashmas of many more thousands of people who are alive with Chusa. So that's one level. That's one level. One level of Kapara. That someone dies through no Avera of their own. They're dying as a kapara for Klai Yisrael. So Mrs. Sadiqa Mechaperis. It acts in place of the rabbin being punished. And it, so to speak, balances the communal scale. Now, like I said in previous year, I'm going to say again. That doesn't mean that it absolves the yachid to the Daverus from his personal responsibility. That's not a Jewish concept. Everybody is responsible for what they did right and what they did wrong. It means that it absorbs the cloud 
the whole of Klai Yisrael, from suffering for the responsibility of those Yechidim who did the wrong thing. And instead of punishing a Rabbim, so to speak, a Kodesh Baruch chooses the Yafit. And then Mrs. Lechapim. This is the miss of Miriam, Miriam and Avia. Miriam and Tzedekis. We don't find, like I said, not in the Torah, not in Chazal, a reason that Miriam did something wrong. She didn't die to expiate an Avera of her own. And therefore, just like a carbon comes to Mechapar and Klai Yisrael, the miss of Miriam came to Mechapar and Klai Yisrael. I'd like to add a certain hargosh, a certain feeling I have. And that is, when Hashem takes a tzaddik in order to mechaper and klai Yisrael, sure, like we saw in the story of the Chofetz Chaim, sometimes it could be a younger person. But very often, Hashem will be a merachim and take an old person, like Miriam was, the age of 126. Like the various Kedarim Bidah today. Because at the one on the one hand they were nifter and it's Mukhapan Klaisral. On the other hand, it's not like they were losing that much of the time that Hashem gave them. They had already been Zaikhatarikh's Yamin. But either way around, that's the first kind of Kapara. Kapara that the the death of a Sadiq stands in place of the Oynish of the Rabbin. And that now that the Tzadik's been nifter, so to speak, the Rabbin no longer need to be punished. That's how carbon works also. The Ramban on Kobanus writes that the way Kobanus on Mechaper is that the shechting of the animal, the bringing of its blood in the Mizbech and the burning of its chalavim on the fire, stand in place, so to speak. It's a tzmura, what was meant to happen to the chayte. And then yes, the midst of a tzaddik is the Korban whose death stands in place of the death of all the people who should have been punished instead. That's one kind of kapara. And now let's look at the second kind. The death of Nadav and Aviv. And this is more diameter on Kepa. The death of Nadav and Aviv, which is more diameter on Kepa. Why? Nadav and Aviv, the MS died for what they did wrong. There are about eight or nine different explanations in Chazal what it was that they did wrong. If they didn't get married, or they were Moira Halach in front of Moshe, or the Mazals in the cover of Moshe of Aaron, or they went into the Heichel, or they went into the Kodesh Kedoshim, or they had drunk a release of wine, or they took a terrorist, whatever the reason was. There are lots of reasons, but it was clear that the Misa of Nadav and Aviyu was as an Oynesh for what they had done wrong. And that's why they were punished on the spot. When it comes to the Beis HaMikdash, there's a certain Midas Adin that someone who goes against the Allah gets punished right away. Like the Torah says, The stranger who comes close is going to die. So there's a certain element of punishment for their own avera, the fact that they died. So why is that mechaper? Why is that mechaper? It didn't come to somebody who was blameless as a kapara for Christ. Well, it came to them to punish them for what they did wrong. So Dayenu, we should think it's enough, so to speak, that the Kapara worked as a Kapara for them, 
for the people who did the, the Avera. The Yenna that they missed was like a part of another Vavir. Why should it act as a kapara for Klai Yisra? And why is it like in Kippur? So Chazal tell us the answer. And Chazal say that When Hashem punishes Tzadikim, it causes a Kiddush Hashem. There's no favoritism. There's no special treatment. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu does a din with Tzadikim, so Shmoy Miskadel or Miskadesh. Now this is an important point. This is basically a point of Ica, which I'm just using this as a platform to talk about, but really something which needs to be explained on its own. Likhaira, if we think about it, there's a stira, there's a contradiction on this on the idea. On the one hand, we find that the Averis of a Tzadik when they get punished, causes the Kiddush Hashem. On the other hand, we find that Moshe and Yosha use exactly the opposite logic. After Chet Egel, Moshe says to Hashem, if you're going to destroy Klai Yisrael, and Mitzrayim and the Knaanim find out that you destroy Klai Yisrael, they're going to say it was because you couldn't bring him to Eretz Yisrael. And it's going to cause a Chilol Hashem. What they're going to say? It's because Hashem was unable to bring these people into the land that He promised them and He killed them in the Midbar. And therefore Moshe is arguing the opposite. Moshe is arguing punishing Klai Yisrael will cause a Chilol Hashem. The Goyim will see that as a sign of Hashem's inability to look after them. So how are we meant to understand it? On the one hand, we have a Chazal, a number of Chazals, that tell us that when Hashem punishes Tzadikim, it causes the Kiddush Hashem. People see there's no favoritism. People see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is fair. On the other hand, Moshe in the Midbar, and something you are sure, after Klaishol experienced the loss at I, they both came with the argument, if you're going to punish Klaishol, everyone's going to see it as Hashem's inability to look after us. And that causes the Chidul Hashem. So it's a little bit of a stir. It's a bit of a contradiction. And the answer is it's not a contradiction. There's a big difference. There's a big difference. What's, what do people see? Which means, if people see the Avera, everyone can see what they did wrong. Then, HaKadosh Baruch has to respond. Because if he doesn't, it looks like Hashem is playing favoritism. There's no din. So if the Avera is known, if the Avera is public, then HaKadosh Baruch has to respond. In a case where the Avera isn't known, and therefore people who see Klai being punished, will assume it to be for a different reason, not as a punishment. So then Hashem punishing Klai Yisrael in such a situation looks like, a, looks like a, something wrong. Why, why, why isn't Hashem helping him anymore? And we find this first in the Navi Yechesko. When Klai Yisrael's Averis became too public, the time before the Khurban, so the fact that Hashem wasn't punishing Klai Yisrael brought a Hashem. 
then how could it be that people can get away with all these Averis and nothing happens to them? And therefore, like the Navi Cheskel says, Hashem was, in order to protect Shmoya Godla Mechudal Bagoyim, He had to bring the Churban. The world is just, the world is fair. When everyone sees the Avera, and they don't see that HaKadosh Baruch so to speak, takes it, in, takes it into account, deals with it, it causes the Chilal Hashem. And therefore, an Avera which is in public, it causes the Chilal Hashem, is Mechaev Anish in public. Mashiach an Avera which no one knows about. And there, if people think, why is this person suffering? Then there's an argument to say, that HaKadosh Baruch should have mercy on them. Because if people don't understand that the onish, that the punishment is coming in response to an avera, then they can misunderstand it as being that Hashem can't protect Israel anymore. And therefore, let's go back to what we started with. Just like the averas at the time of the Churban were well known, to Masal B'Shalev, her tumor was on a clothing, everybody could see it. And that's actually get punished. Same thing by Noah ben Aviyu. The whole Klai Yisrael, like the Pasuk says, were in the Azorah watching what was happening. And they see Noah ben Aviyu doing something which was against Tailach, whatever that was that they did. If that's the case, when there was a public display of an Avera, there had to be a response. And therefore the Kiddush Hashem was, nobody spared the din. Moshe's argument to Hashem is this true Klai Yisrael have done a big Averechei but no one outside knows that yet. And if you're going to go and destroy, destroy Klai Yisrael now, then the outsiders who don't know the reason are going to see it as being a weakness Chas Hashem and Hashem's part. When the Avera isn't known, so then there's an argument to say that punishing Klai Yisrael will cause a Chilol Hashem. In order to prevent a chilul, Hashem, Hashem shouldn't punish him. So what do we see by Nara Venaviyu? We see an Avera which Hashem had to punish. It was in front of the whole Klaishra. This is another reason, by the way. This was Nara Venaviyu's second Avera. The Pasuk says that by Matan Torah, Vayirah, Selekei Yisrael, Vayechel, Vayishkel. There's a certain disrespect in the soul of Shechina by Matan Torah. But that Hashem didn't punish him. And when it came to the Mishkan, the Hashem punished them. And a number of reasons given why the difference. Based on what we've just explained, there's a very clear difference. Klai Yisrael didn't see what Narav Aviyu did wrong by Matan Torah. Narav Aviyu were in a different place. They were at a different level of Harsinai. It wasn't visible to the rest of Klai Yisrael that they were doing something wrong. And if that's the case, Hashem wasn't forced, so to speak, to respond. But what Narav and Aviyu did wrong here, in the Mishkan, in front of everybody, that was a Mechaev response. And we can go a step up. If you understand this principle, which is an important principle, we'll look at another case also. Unbelievable. A Moshe Rabbeinu himself. We all know. The Avera that Moshe Rabbeinu was punished for. The Avera Moshe Rabbeinu was punished for was Meme River. He hit the rock when he was meant to speak to it. Says the Midrash Rabbi, really Moshe Avera did something else wrong, which was a bigger Avera than that. What, what, what could that possibly be? When Hashem said, 
I'm going to bring the slab, I'm going to bring these birds, these quails, to satisfy Kaisra's desire for meat. Moshe says to him, Hatsoinu Baku Yishachalem Hashem, if you're going to gather all the slab you can, will that be enough for them? And Hashem's response, Ayel Hashem Tiktor, are you doubting Hashem's ability? And say Chazal, Godel Lasavera, of so to speak, a lack of Bitachan, in Hashem's ability to do enough for Klai Yisrael, more than Meme River, was a bigger failing on Moshe's part. So why wasn't he punished for it? Because no one knew about it. It was a conversation between him and Hashem. And if that's the case, it wasn't an available rabbi. So it wasn't Mechaiva response right away. Masha'ank and Meimah River was in front of the whole of Klai Yisrael. And if that's the case, the Kiddush Hashem is, when it's clear what the Avera was, and the Kiddush Hashem is that it's clear that Hashem doesn't, so to speak, show favoritism to anybody. And he punished them, and therefore he punished them for Meimah River. Okay, so now let's go back to the point we started with. If that's the case, if that's the case, why is the Misa of Nodav and Aviyah Mechaper? Dayenu should be enough that it's Mechaper and their own Aver. How does it help Klai Yisrael? And the answer is, it's not directly the Misa which is Mechaper and Klai Yisrael. It's the lesson that Klai Yisrael learned. It's the lesson that Klai Yisrael learned. Uma Eilu, that was such Tzadikim, and nevertheless they were punished, then us, who are not such Tzadikim, our Achas Kama Vakama, we are going to be punished. Like Chazal say. When a Tzadik gets punished, and people wake up to the fact, you see, even Tzadikim get punished, then it makes them think, so how, how guilty, how liable am I? How much do I have to stand the Cheshpun for? And, that thought brings people to Chover. That thought brings people to Chover. And this is the second way Mrs. Sadikim is Mechaper. When Mrs. Sadikim, not intrinsically is a Kapara, but it's a catalyst for Chover. Because Chover is Mechaper. And when a Tzadik gets punished, and that's a catalyst for Chover, that causes, that causes Kapara also. And that's the difference. When an old person dies, for no Avera on their own, it doesn't bring other people to trouble. They think, okay, that's the way of the world. People die. But when a person gets punished, a tzaddik gets punished, so then people wake up. You see there's a mirror sadin. You see tzaddikim die as a punishment. Oh, we have to do trouble also. And that's why it's like Yom Kippur. Because we pass on like Rabbanon. And Rabbanon say, Yom Kippur is only mechaper lashavim. As opposed to the carbon of the tzibah, which is mechaper and klal Yisrael, by being a carbon, Yom Kippur is mechaper l'shavim. The kapar of Yom Kippur is for people who wake up to the tshuva on Yom Kippur. And there's a gather of Mrs. Sadikim, which is mechaper, for the people who wake up from the message. From the wake up from the message and do tshuva. Then just like Yom Kippur is a catalyst for people to do tshuva, the Mrs. of is a catalyst for people to do tshuva. That's the Yisait. I want to add one more point. Like I said, even if we can compare current events more to the myths of Miriam, 
But another point also. And that is why, why it should serve as a catalyst for Tshuva too. But not one Tzadik dies, but two or three Tzadik can die. In the same day, it will serve as a catalyst for Tshuva too. Because it's a Pasuk. And the Pasuk says like this, Hay Tzadik Ovat, Ve'en ish samalev, the tzaddik goes, and no one realizes that it's before the evil that Hashem takes the tzaddik away. And that's the second thing to think about. We know historically also, before a time Hashem wanted to punish Klai Yisrael, He took away the tzaddikim. Firstly, that we won't have this chus to protect us, and secondly, that they shouldn't experience the tzaddik that Klai Yisrael are going to face. We know in the months before the Holocaust started, the God Lado, Chaim Moser Grzynski, the Rav Vilna was nifter, and shortly after that, Rabbi Achalevitz was nifter, and shortly after, Rav Shemeshkop was nifter. All the Gedolim of, of pre-war Lithuania. Before the evil came. And when we see a similar Anhagi in the world, that Hashem is taking away Tadikim. And that should be a service for Chiva too. There shouldn't Chasvashalim be in a situation that it's before the era, before the punishment comes, I shouldn't say whether it's a dikim. And that's the second point. On the one hand, Hashem takes away the tzaddikim. So if Chasvashalim there would be a punishment, they shouldn't be there to experience it. On the other hand, it's a last ditch effort to try and bring Israel to Chiva. But the people are aware of this idea. And they do Chiva then it can still forestall, prevent the punishment coming. I'll just, I know our time is up, but I'll just finish with an example of this idea. Unbelievable. Something you missed, I never thought about. Hashem waited 120 years and 7 days before He brought the mother. 120 years that He gave Nayakh to warn people in 7 days. Because that's when Mr. Shalach died. And Hashem gave seven days for the availus of Mr. Shalach. And why did Mr. Shalach die just before the Mabu? Firstly, Mr. Shalach was a Sadiq. He didn't deserve to be punished. So before the Ra, before the punishment came, Hashem took the Sadiq away. But that's the second point also. It was a last ditch attempt to try and get people to the Java. Now, Mr. Shalach set a world record in living a long time. Hasn't been beaten yet. People thought, no, Mr. Shalach is going on forever. And you wake up, Mr. Shalach died. Wake up, Rabbi, say. There's a reason to do tshuva. It was a last-ditch attempt to try and stop the mabu. That's the second point. On the one hand, Hashem takes with tzaddikim. When a punishment is looming, tzaddikim shouldn't experience it. But on the other hand, if people use the message and learn from it, then that can be the catalyst to prevent the punishment coming. And then the missing Sadiqan can be both the Kapara of Miriam and the Kapara of Yom Kippur. Both the Kapara of a carbon Sibur, as well as the Kapara that it becomes a catalyst for Klai Shal Tzuchov.